For all of you who listen to Submersion and own an Android device, go to the Google Play Store and download the Podcast Republic app. It's a fantastic app that allows you to get all of your favorite podcasts directly on your Android device. I personally use the app and I love it. I can search for the podcast I want to listen to, select it as a favorite, and have it just a click away. Make sure you select Submersion as a favorite so you don't miss any of our new episodes every Thursday. Again, the app is the Podcast Republic app, available on Android devices. Episode 132. Woo! That's it. Big occasion, guys. In my opinion, I would describe this as the final iconic submarine film that we're watching for the podcast. I would have to agree with you. I don't know what else we would be watching that other people would really know. Yeah, we don't have any other Michael Dudikoff films left, right? <laughs> we do well, not. All right, so this is the second last iconic submarine film that we'll be watching, barring all Michael Dudikoff films. Yeah, presumably he'll... I hope he comes back. I hope they, they bring it back. Crash Dive 3. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be pretty good. But, uh, yeah. We saved it. That's I don't know. It's all downhill from here. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's been downhill for a while for most of you guys, but you're sticking with us. So uh, just wait till we bottom out and lay this sucker on the ocean bed. But anybody been up to anything fun lately? Anything uh, fun? I had my birthday, so <gasps> Zach and Woo! Zach and I and some other friends got a cabin for the weekend in Hocking Hills. It was a great oh. time. Happy, just a fantastic happy birthday. Group. Thank you. How old are you? Do you want me to guess? Uh, sure. I feel like you should know. You are... Go, go for it. You are 29. Nope. 31. Yeah. See, I was Ooh. like, see, they're right on the before 30. You couldn't be 30 because you would have came out right out of the gate being like, I turned F and 30. Right. That's very right. good. Good good deductive reasoning. Yeah. But you erred on the wrong side of 30. I'm mm-hmm. fortunately 31. Also, only goes downhill from here. <laughs> yes, it does. Yep, dude. That's uh, that is a fact. I mean, look at Jamie's life. Yeah, <laughs> seventy it's years old. Stuff. I think, I, if I remember. Right. Yeah, seventy-four. Dude. That's why I'm all vaccinated up, baby. High risk group. You guys want to see something really weird? What? Yeah, yeah. Let's see. Let's see if this works. Oh god. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> He's holding up a picture of himself converted into what? It's the worst. It's the worst. This is a Snapchat filter, man. It <laughs> removes your beard, but then it just replaces your beard with just a fat, fat. neck. <laughs> yeah. It's like, my God, I saw thick. that. <laughs> That's just greasy, man. At least you can know. use that filter. Yeah, well, Zach, you should try it. I'll, I'll try I don't it on you right now. I'll try it on you, man. I don't know if I have this it. Is, this is how you podcast. It if is. Anybody's wondering, yeah. this is how you do it. Oh, <laughs> You look like a little Tom Brady right now. Tom Brady? <laughs> uh, actually, I don't know. You kind of just look insane. Um, anyways, that's that's completely besides the point. Yeah. That's not movie related. That's not you know submarine related. That's nothing. What about you yeah, guys? Are you guys getting I, anything? Oh, oh, no. I mean, I'm bowling. Bowling like Mad Men. Me and Kyle. We high five all day. Yeah. Um, what well, else? Jamie high fives. And then I'm just left to wallow in my own despair as I have just taken a 
straight line down. I have been sucking it up since we had a guy come out of retirement for a year, and uh, I don't know, he just distracted me or something. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I can't bowl anymore. Yeah, he's yeah, totally falling apart. I'm I'm on my way to overtaking him in the average, which is not good. It's outrageous. Yeah, because when people look at me, they think, "Wow, that guy looks like an athlete." He's clearly a bowler, and <laughs> right. uh, he's pretty good. But now I'm just a poser. Is what it is. What about you? What about you, Zachary? Well, Snackery. Should I call you Snackery now? Because you snack all the time. That's my middle name. That's my middle name. But I do like don't. to snack. Just don't talk back. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> no, I kind of did similar things to that, um, uh, Ben. So. Cabin was fun. Good times. Good movies. Good mm-hmm. food. Good friends. Did you and watch? I, did you watch I the just, movie we watched tonight at the cabin? No, I, we, I we saved that uh, for a long time. We I did saved. watch Beer Fest. Nice. Did you? Are you guys finally going to do that macro pod? You were like <laughs> yeah, macro pod. talking about. <laughs> you guys were blaming that we did it. And yeah, you're like, so you yeah, guys. We're going to do a four-hour episode. That's never happened. Come on, you guys That's are happening. assholes. Well, you. Sh- Hey, you've got all the opportunity in the world, man. Go ahead and do it. Oh. Do the macro pod. Do it. Kyle, 30, Kyle. What did you want? 30 people on it? Kyle, we uh, should just we we should record another mini pod of Beer Fest without them. <laughs> no, we should. please yeah. don't. Uh, huge it's been huge a, it's been revelation, though. Huge revelation. You know what else is a submarine movie? Oh, yeah. <laughs> what? The Austin Power. Austin Powers, the spy who shagged me. Is that the end? The first one? No, the second one. The second one. Oh, the second one. Oh, Man of Mystery or whatever. That was the first one. The second one has a yellow submarine in it. Oh. Does it really? Yep. Very briefly, it pops up out of the water and spots Dr. Evil's secret lair, but that means we get to watch another Austin Powers movie for the pod. Well, that's the best news I've ever heard. (laughs) It is a a great uh, bit of news. It's also a fantastic transition (gasps) to this. What began as an innocent conversation among friends would soon spiral out of control and later be referred to by future generations as the eighth wonder of the modern world. Mac East Studios takes you on the journey of your lifetime as your captains, the artist formerly known as Brahm, Jamie the Ointment, Kyle El Capitan, and the gruesome twosome present Submersion. Okay, wow, dude, we go away and come back and Zach is wearing aviators, liking it. I'm liking it too. Wow. I'm ready. This guy. I'm ready. All right. Uh, Zach, <laughs> what, is, what did we watch, man? You're ready. This is the second week of Animation Movie Month, by the way. Yep. We sold That's good to own. note. Yep. Yes. But uh, my comment about Austin Powers was a perfect transition, Zach, because what? There was not we, only a yellow submarine in Austin Powers, The Spy Who Shagged Me. There was you, a movie called The Monkey, uh, uh, The Beatles, Yellow Submarine, 1968, which is also a year, I think, in Austin Powers, right? Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's 1969. 
I don't know. I was going to say, there's no way they would do 68 and miss that joke. Come yeah. on. Yeah. So the Beatles, yellow submarine animated acid trip of a movie uh, with pretty good soundtrack. Yeah. Yep. We'll see. So. Eh. Yeah, we will. We can talk about that later is what it is. But uh, yeah, honestly... I'm gonna. I am excited to hear how Jamie can recap this and piece this piece this together. No, this will be an easy one. Basically, not too not too much happens. It's a very straightforward <laughs> tale of uh, love and song. I think that's like the kind of the main stuff. It's like love. Is it and song? Love. Oh, is you it need it? Okay. Uh, Mute music. It is. Yeah, song. I said song. Love and yeah. song. Uh, so yes. Yellow Submarine, directed by George Dunning, and this was part of a series of movies the Beatles made. They were actually under contract making this one. They didn't want to make another movie, and they said, you know what? It would be a great way to finish out our contract, do it animated so we didn't have to be even a part of it, basically, because they weren't even the voices in it. It was other people voicing the, the characters, and so they only appeared at the very end and were barely involved. But it has gone down as... I think their favorite and most people's favorite of their movies because most of the other movies were terrible. Hmm. Um, and so, anyway, should we get into the recap? Is there anything else to note? No, prior that to getting was, into that's it? interesting. I, I didn't know that their uh, voices were done by other yes, people. It's Paul were they, were they voice actors? Because that kind of was going to play into my review. I, I kind of felt like they were phoning it in at times. Uh, I think they were just kind of regular actors. Okay. Like one of them is John Clive, and he was an English actor and author. And he was like in a, few, a, a bunch of things, different things. Like he was in the Pink Panther Strikes Again, Clockwork Orange, Young Indiana Jones, Italian Job. I think I think mostly it was just comedians. Yeah, mostly it was, it was comedians. Yeah, like Dick, Dick Emery was in <laughs> and it. And Zach, he was a wow. comedian yeah. actor. Submarine. This guy. Recap. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> what's the, what's the one he says? Like, oh, it looks like a, I can't do the voice like you're doing. He's like, oh, it looks like a Cyclops. He's like, oh, it might be a bi-Cyclops. Like. <laughs> There's all those jokes being made when they're going from the hallway and shit. This movie is crazy. It's all, pun- it's like it's all so puns. It's so hard to even hear. Yeah. 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 Everything is puns all the time. They're just making a fun, uh, you know, a pun. A fun about pun? Everything. A fun pun about everything. So if you want to mm. sum up the movie, it's basically puns, song, pun, song, pun, song, song, puns. Okay. Recap yeah. done. All right. I think that was, rec- was record right. time. Yeah. Yeah. Recap. Yeah. All right. No, we're going to – it's Pepperland. <laughs> so we open. We open in Pepperland, right? And it's Music Loving Paradise. Everyone's having fun. They're dancing. Music's going. People are playing like trombone and shit. Everyone's like, yes. Up on the hill, who's there? Goddamn blue meanies. They're looking down on the Pepperland and they're like, uh, music, no. Everything, no. No. Everything is no and everything is bad. So I'm going to sick all my minions on Pepperland and freeze them in sadness and uh, kind of gray nothingness. And they have all these monsters. What are your favorite monsters? Did anyone have a favorite monster? Of the I really like the one, but this is – after watching this, this is my first time ever seeing this movie. Um, and there's one, if you ever played Super Smash Brothers – it's like Master Hand, and they've no. got a guy. The glove. It looks like the Master Hand. My mm-hmm. sweet kind glove. Of. Yeah, so it's a yeah. glove. That was like the main one. I like, uh, I like Nowhere Man. 
Well, Nowhere Man's not one of the monsters. Nowhere Man is a, is a good guy. I mean, he's a creature. He's not a, he's he's a not creature, a, he's not, a, he's a he's not an guy. evil monster. I was asking what your favorite of the evil monsters were. Mm, yeah, probably Master Hand. You didn't like the guy, the, the tall people drop apples? No. You didn't like the dogs? Uh, the dogs are okay, mainly because I really like the, the bulldog song. Did you like the Did you like the blue cat that came and stomped on things? Mm, no. I don't actually remember that. Oh, you don't even remember the blue cat? Blue cat no. was fun. Did you, you didn't like the Turkish chompers? Like the, the Turkish people who had bellies that were like mouths? No. Anyways, I'm wasting time. Because <laughs> then they sick the blue meanies on Pepperland and bop them all in the head with apples and shit. And they turn gray and music is gone from the land. There's a guy named Young Fred. He's running away. He gets chased by the glove. He gets chased by other things. He's able to get away. And the, the blue meanies like freaking out like, we got to stop him. We got to stop him. He heads up to this like Aztec temple uh along with the the mayor of pepperland who's like this old person who didn't believe the blue meanies were coming and the old guy's like it's too late for me young fred you're the commander now you know what that means and young fred was like <gasps> oh i know and then they had a little black bar that went over the animation just so the kids couldn't see uh but then they were like get up there and he went up on the anchor up into the uh yellow submarine and off he went without really much too much guidance about exactly what he was supposed to be doing anyways off he goes. He's the submarine swimming around, and eventually we end up in, I presume, is Liverpool, uh, right? And yeah, that is correct. Yeah, and so then they're in Liverpool, and we see they have a Eleanor Rigby, uh, Rigby is the Hell first. Oh yeah, that's a I guess banger. the second song. It is a banger, but it's the second song that goes because Yellow, Yellow Submarine is the first one. Then Eleanor Rigby, and Ringo being all depressed. Because obviously, depressing song. Uh, he's walking around and he is getting followed by the yellow submarine. He's kind of like, what's this goddamn yellow submarine doing? He goes to his house and, you know, young Fred, now to be referred to as old Fred, uh, knocks on the door and says, I need help. And he says, rah, 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 blue meanies. And, uh, ever, and Ringo's like, oh boy, I, I sympathize with you. Come in and we'll grab the, grab the guys. And we have a crazy scene of them living in this like kooky house uh, filled with monster shit. And they, they find everyone. So John, I think John was Frankenstein. They find him. He's like Frankenstein. He's like, oh, I had a dream. And he was like Frankenstein or some shit. And then what was the other ones doing? George uh, George was up on like a, uh, a hill, like meditating what was the, or something. There was a joke, uh, Frankenstein's uh, sister, like, oh, like he just, I just finished dating your uh, Frankenstein's sister, Phyllis. Phyllis. I think it's yeah. Philistine. Philistine. Yeah. yeah, which is. Philistine. Yeah. yeah. Stupid pun. <laughs> yep uh and then uh off they go and they, they find yeah uh, george is up on a hill like meditating and then um paul is like doing a concert or something and everyone loves him and anyways they're like yes we will help you and so then they all pile into the yellow submarine and head off on the thing and they don't know how to operate they go let's get to operating this yellow submarine and they're just like pushing buttons and pulling levers and puns, 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 puns for days. And this whole middle section is kind of puns mixed with a bunch of monsters from outside that they're seeing. They're seeing like a school of whales. They're like, oh, where'd they go? Whales University. Oh, oh boy. Yep. Um, and all kinds of things, a lot of jokes like that. And eventually uh, what happens is they encounter a monster that is i mean ringo what does he gets he gets like popped out of the submarine or whatever yeah he, he hits a button that the right. captain's like never push that button and boop ejects Ejected. him from the submarine right. and they have i mean basically he's gone to them right he's off running around See you, buddy and there's a, another monster that kind of sucking everything up and it's like 
it's like a nose or whatever. And so these, these collide. There's also a, a, a racist portion of this in the middle of it where there are uh, Native Americans depicted in an offensive manner. Um, so they are off to rescue uh, Ringo from these uh, offensive caricatures of um, Native Americans. And he gets in there, but the, the monster that's sucking everything up is there. Sucks up the submarine, sucks up everything. Like the whole world gets sucked up by it. And eventually it sucks itself up and out pops the yellow submarine and it's left in nowhere land and nowhere land. They kind of dock and their, their, uh, through their adventure, their engine has stopped working. So they go outside and there's, uh, the nowhere man and, uh, What's his and, other name? It's Jeremy, right? Yeah, Jeremy yeah. Hillary. Jeremy Boob. Guess, Hillary Boob. Yeah. And I guess I'm, I'm looking at the songs. I'm guessing I'm looking at the songs that were um, played. I guess I skip over the time. They, they went through the time continuum where they get young and they get the old and stuff like that. Steve time. So when I like that. Yeah, when I'm 64. all of a sudden yeah. just got massive. Yeah, when I'm 64 was played, which is a good song as well. Uh, so I skipped that one. But then Nowhere Man is played. They're kind of looking at Jeremy Hillary Boob. And eventually PhD. they're like, oh, let's get, get out of here because he helps. He fixes their engine. They're like, let's get out of here. But Ringo feels bad for him because he's crying. He's like sitting there crying because he's all alone. He's a nowhere man. He's got nowhere, nobody. And Ringo's like, you know what? We'll bring him along. So he lets him get, get onto the submarine and off they go. And then they, get, they end up with another issue with their submarine and it kind of docks. And uh, Jeremy Hillary, boob, he gets out. He's like, oh, yeah, it's obviously the screws. And he like gets the propeller off. He says, you just need a little gum. Fixes it. But then uh, old Fred, he loses control of the submarine and off it flies. He's like, meet me in Pepperland. Never forget me. And then uh, <laughs> they uh, are set there and they're in the, the headlands, uh, foothills of the headlands. And they're like, how do we get to where we need to go? And they don't really know. So anyways, they, they end up in the, uh, they're kind of walking through the headlands and that's Lucy in the sky with diamonds plays at this point and there's some fun animation on this one probably the for me the best animated portion of it doesn't really make any sense it's like a fantasy within a fantasy within a fantasy kind of uh but it's like a bunch of like dancing scenes that rotoscoped um and it's pretty pretty cool looking so anyways then they end up they finally end up in the sea of holes which is just a series of holes uh jeremy hillary boob he's like stuck in a hole and he can't like get out and eventually they're, they're, they feel like, didn't they say you have to find like the sea of green? Do you see the green, sea of green? Like, ah, oh, we can't find it or whatever. Um, but they're like hopping around. Eventually, uh, Jeremy Hillary Boob, uh, PhD, he is, uh, kidnapped by the Blue Meanie, um, just as a first, uh, Ringo picks up the hole and puts it in his pocket and says, I got a hole in my pocket. But that comes back and originally, oh, what a, what a joke. It's like a terrible joke, but it comes back. It's a, um, what do they call it? It's like a, uh, a foreshadowing event or whatever. What do they call it? Like a something, Chekhov's gun. So it's like Chekhov's hole in a pocket. Uh, and then, um, they find the sea of green and they had, they end up in, uh, Pepperland, right? Yep. And yep, it's miserable. It's got a gray landscape. Uh, they reunite with a, the yellow submarine arrives. There's Fred. They find the Lord Mayor. He's like buried under a bunch of apples, like a dope. And they're like, oh, you could just revive him by singing a little bit. And they're like, boop, doop, boop, boop, just like the Beatles do. And up wakes up the mayor. And he's basically like, yeah, 
you're the spitting image of Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, like the best band ever. You should save us by being them. And the Beatles are like, all right. And so like, where do we get instruments? Well, they're guarding the instruments. They're up on this the hill. And they're like guarding it and shit. So you better get it. So anyways, they're all like guarding it. They're going around with their dogs and, and protecting it. And the Beatles are able to like kind of sneak their way past all the sleeping blue meanies into this area. They actually even sleep in the area with the, with the uh, uh, instruments. But eventually in the morning, they're able to sneak out. Uh, with the instruments, despite making uh, a lot of noise and clearly would have woken everyone up, but they are able to get just outside before everyone wakes up and starts chasing them. And they're barely able to get away by like imitating all the bad guys or whatever. And they're able to get away. And then uh, they start playing their instruments, I think. And everyone wakes up. And they're like, uh, word up, because they're playing. It's like Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Heart Club Band is playing, and it's pretty awesome. That and was then, my favorite song, I think, in the whole movie, because it was like kicking some serious ass. Yeah, it's pretty good. And the Chief Blue Meanie is like, I'm not having none of this. Glove, get here. And it's a big old glove. It's like, get them. And the glove flies out and going after them. But they're like, glove. And out, out of their mouth comes like the word glove. And they're like, love. And they chop off the G. And it becomes love. And they're like, uh, all you need is love. And they use that to defeat the glove. And everyone, everything is restored. Everything's flowering. All that kind of stuff. And eventually, the war, it's a war zone. So they have a rebellion. The two sides are fighting. And the Beatles go off. And they find like a globe. With it and inside of it is the original uh, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, and they're frozen in time. Like, how are we going to get these people out? Enter Chekhov's hole in the pocket. They put it right on that globe. It empties, and out pops their doppelgangers. And they like pal around for the with their doppelgangers for a little while. They're like mm-hmm. loving it. They love having people around who are basically themselves. And they're like, uh, now there's like double of us, and they had no chance. So if they go and they're fighting. The Blue Meanies. Ringo is able to, he kind of sneaks away and finds uh, Jeremy Hillary Boob, PhD, and releases, help, helps him release uh, from like a rope that he's tied to a tree. And then. I'm glad you clarified there. Yeah. I was like. Helps him well, release. Helps him like, release. Well, like, good Lord, Jamie. And so. The kids movie. The same episode and, 69. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, and then Jeremy Hillary Boo PhD ends up being the hero because he heads over and he starts fighting the chief blue meanie and eventually covers him with flowers. Use tri- like magic to cover him in flowers. And the blue meanie can't stand this. They start running away and crying and stuff. And everyone, they're like, they, they win. Pepperland wins. But they're like, you know what? All we need is love, guys, love and song. So Blue Meanie, why don't you join? Why don't you join us? We're 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 not dividers, we're uniters. And Blue Meanie's like, should we? Yes, yes, we will. And so they go. And they say and join the word up. yes, which they weren't allowed to say. Yeah, and they and everyone dances and sings and laughs and loves and learns and lives again and loves again and learns again and lives even maybe three times 
Yeah. And then the Beatles, the movie ends with the Beatles appearing live action, and it is uh, not my favorite portion of the movie. Let's just say that. It was weird. It was like they were on springs. You notice that the whole time? They're like, oh, hey, hey, you know, we're doing this, bouncing around like that. It just seemed like they were they were joshing about. And uh, they were just they were just fine. checking off a box. They had that movie deal, right? And they're like, right. we got to appear in the movie. Here we are. Chekhov's box. Yeah. Yep. Jamie, that is probably the shortest recap that you've had on record uh, for a full-length movie. Yeah, good work. In, in under 13 and a half minutes. Well, so. I, I, I knew that was going to be the case because in the end, this is a musical. So probably, what, 30% of it at least is just the songs. And then a lot of it's just nonsense of the submarine kind of floating around and then, and then saying puns. Like, I guess I could have yeah. really gone in-depth on the puns, but I didn't. Well, it's a shame. You would have preferred that? No, it's okay. Uh, so that is Yellow Submarine, the Beatles. I think you missed the Hey Bulldog song. That was a good one. Honestly, the way you recapped that was very cohesive. I was quite shocked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it made me appreciate uh, the movie more. Hmm. Yeah. And I'm not being sarcastic. Should we get into some reviews? Yep. I love it. I am interested to hear your guys' thoughts on it. Have you had you guys had any of you seen it before? I nope. never have. Have well, not. Okay. I had seen it once in college. Kyle asked me a question about in what circumstances did I watch it in college? And I don't remember. But we watched <laughs> it in college. So Draw your own conclusions, listener, uh, or viewer, whoever you are. Uh, who wants to go first on this thing? Not me. Not right. you? I'll jump in then. Um, so my thoughts and feelings on this, um, I like the Beatles. I'm a Beatles fan. Not, a, not, not my favorite band, but uh, I definitely appreciate the Beatles, and I'm not one of the people that say they're overrated and all that bullshit um enjoyed enjoyed uh, the musical score of course i mean how can you hate the 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 music here when it's all beatles music but uh animation was pretty cool too at times it reminded me a lot of monty python and the holy grail that animation style that they had yep. uh could have been With the same God animator all that yeah for the for all i know it could even be the same animators being uh an english film um but um Inversely, on the other side of the coin, I, I don't know. I didn't think that the movie was as clever as they were kind of thinking they were. I thought, you know, kind of, r- real early in the movie, like when the yellow submarine was following, uh, who was it, Ringo? Um, and it was like peeking behind the, the arches and the archway. Um, it was playing all the little whimsical sound effects and noises. I, I kind of could start to see that. It, what it was trying to do and it kind of had that scooby-doo vibe where people were running across the hallways and then further down there's another door that would open and it was doing all of that hijinks and stuff and uh i don't know it, i just didn't think it, again it was I, it wasn't as clever as it made itself out to be um and then some of the songs i felt were kind of misplaced in terms of i i don't know what like who this was for like obviously it looked like a you know drug-fueled like acid trip 
um, at times. Uh, even the song choices, like Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds is a song about LSD. Uh, so I was wondering if this was truly intended for children or stoners or, or hippies or what. Um, Eleanor Rigby, obviously, like one of the most morbid songs of all time. I love that song. Stop picking my nose, Kyle. It's the fucking cursor. <laughs> get out of here. Um, so I don't know. I just didn't, didn't get who this was made for. Um, definitely wasn't made for me, though, because uh, ultimately I, I, don't, I wasn't super enthused with this movie. Um, something like Fantasia came out 28 years before this. I just looked it up while we were talking there. Um, and ar- arguably one of the greatest animation films of all time and one of the greatest musicals of all time bundled into one. And I mean, that sets a bar when it's 28 years before this film, uh, how far this, you know, fell short in my mind. I'm going to give this a five. Hmm. All right. <clears throat> I'll jump in number two. I'm going to come in a little higher. Uh, I don't know. There's, there's aspects of this that I think, um, don't work so well nowadays probably at the time it worked a little bit better like the puns and stuff like that i think we're much more in tune with 60s british kind of comedy um and probably fit a little bit better now it's just kind of funny and silly just how fast and furious these kind of terrible uh lines come at you uh every five seconds is just basically a pun there isn't much to it other than that um, but I, d- I did like the visuals again, like kind of like Monty Python. I really, really liked the Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds portion of it, the rotoscoped portion of it. I agree. Um, which looked really cool. Uh, and I appreciated how it was kind of like pretty straightforward and short 90 minutes in and out. Ideas are love and music, uh, defeat the blue meanies. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I, I, it's a, it's a, it's an enjoyable film, uh, in that way. I don't necessarily think it, yeah, holds up super well. Like if you were like, hey, kiddos, let's watch Yellow Submarines, probably the kids would be like, what the hell is this? I'm not right. interested in this. But, uh, you know, I mean, I guess at the time, this probably was somewhat novel in it not necessarily being a, a children's movie um, and being animated. I think most everything was, well, I guess I don't know. Was this, I guess this was as it was heading towards potentially some of the more adult uh, animated features like uh, the Lord of the Rings uh, and Hobbit movies and stuff mm, like that that came those out were good. a little bit later. Um, but yeah, no, I'm going to come in at a seven, I think. I enjoy it. I don't necessarily think oh. it t- totally holds up, but I think it's visually pleasing. Songs are obviously, I mean, I, I love the Beatles and the songs are, are very good. Um, and yeah, I don't know. Probably coming higher than most people. Seven. I mean, that's a, that's a pretty strong score. I was surprised. Oh, Actually, I, I feel like I remember not being super thrilled with it the t- first time I watched it, but then kind of being like, yeah. Uh, but this time, yeah, no, I thought it was interesting. Hmm. Kind of fun film. Zach, you want to go or you want to go last? I'm going last, man. All right. That leaves me. I'd never seen this movie. I am not the biggest Beatles fan in the world, although I do appreciate a lot of the songs that were in here. That's just they're not something I really grew up with. Anything like that. Um I did see the movie yesterday recently, uh, and I really enjoyed that. But that was all covers of Beatles stuff. Uh mixed with a little modern taste. So but that has nothing to do with this film. Animation was 
pretty cool at times, but I think like in the middle of the movie where the submarine's going through the seas, I don't know how long was that, like 30 to 45 minutes or whatever. Uh, God, I wish I had shrooms or acid or something. <laughs> and I don't even know if I was swimming in an ocean of drugs, if I would have understood what was going on. Like, cause that was out of control. Um, there's a lot of movies, right? Where there's a drug scene and stuff gets wild and it's funny, but it lasts what? Maybe like two minutes or something. Not like three quarters of the movie. Um, maybe I'm not the demographic. I don't know. Maybe kids, 10 year olds on LSD or whatever are, that's probably who it's for. <laughs> um, seems to be the thing right uh music like you guys said although i'm not the biggest beatles fan i did really like the music thought it was really good the sergeant pepper's band song when that came on i was be bopping quite thrilled yeah it was it was a good one um so i i don't know it's <laughs> and half the time i couldn't understand them not because like yeah yeah, I mean, they're just like, like talking yeah, real low and quiet really like that. This. No, not at all. It's <laughs> a great John Lennon impression. You are Pretty really red, good. Man. You are really good. Um, wow. Now, if you redo the voices and I can understand you, then maybe we'll have another conversation <laughs> about this. But, man, I don't know. I think 90 minutes was, this was a long 90 minutes for me. And I'm going to come in at like a three. Wow. Or sorry, three. <laughs> okay. Well, it's, it's okay. It's time for me. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's, it's, it's starting to head towards like a bullwinkle. <laughs> I was going to say, Say Bob Bob Dylan. Rocky, Rocky, what are you doing? Is that Bullwinkle? No. What's Hello Bullwinkle? there, my friends. It's me, Bullwinkle. Oh, look at me, guys. It's me, Bullwinkle. Something like that. Close. It's amazing. That's almost. <laughs> almost. I don't really, I didn't go back, watch go a lot of to, Rocky and Bullwinkle as a kid. Go back to the Beatles, Beatles-Dylan combination. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Yellow right. Submarine, The Beatles Presents, <laughs> 1968, November 13th, began streaming in 2017. Who would have known? Really? Yes. Where can you watch this? Uh, I don't know. It's on Rotten Tomatoes. Well, it was that that fact was on Rotten Tomatoes. You know? Oh. Okay. It's not a Zach. It's a, it's a fact. No, we're not in that segment yet. Yeah, we're not in that segment yet, Kyle. Ooh. Sorry. Oof. Okay. Just stick Just stick to, ooh, yeah. No, see, yeah, yeah when, when he tries to go too fast, that's when it really gets off <laughs> the rails. Uh, so gotta... Good, good, great. It's the old submarines. Yeah. Okay. Good. Whatever. Whatever's going on with no, that. No, we need to make time. We're doing good time because Jamie did such a great recap, and I'm ru- ruining it. I'm spoiling this. I'm, 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 I'm premature. Uh, it, something um you guys pretty much said everything i've never i never saw this movie growing up i never really heard much about this movie although watching it i did realize that the it's kind of like you said scooby-doo style like the doors and going back and forth did scooby-doo start that 
Oh. Is that or did this or <laughs> what? Yeah, what predates what? Here? Yeah, like I don't like. I'm curious because I saw this movie and as I was watching, I was like, "Oh my god, this is where all those cartoon jokes come from." But oh, I don't 69 know. to present. Interesting. So the yellow submarine was first, right? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So that that's the first time I like. I thought I got a kick out of that, but it, it you know. Oh wait, I, I don't know if that's correct. That's correct. Sorry, whatever. I don't know. I'm reading some weird stuff here. Okay. 1979. Okay, anyways. Um, it's not for me. I watched it. It's kind of crazy. I'll never watch it again. Even if I smoked the dope, I wouldn't want to watch this, I don't think. Maybe I would, but this was a kooky movie, and I didn't even consider... Fantasia until you said that, Ben. And that kind of was like a that literally dropped it probably three points in my brain. <laughs> that one comment right there. Cause I'm like, holy crap. I don't care how kooky or like what's the word? Not realistic, like the opposite. Kind of like that. It's just I don't consider this like what I read online. Some people are like, oh, it's like a it's like a Picasso. No. No. It's not good. Animation sucks. I don't care if they did the end of the movie in one weekend. Not good. And not good for our submarine fans. Avoid this. Like wearing a mask. Avoid it. (laughs) (laughs) We're sending mixed signals. Earlier episodes, we said wear one. I guess we're we're backing (laughs) off on that, huh? He must be from Texas. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Now you're going to give a score? Yeah. I was wondering who caught it. <laughs> um, yeah. I was like, what the heck? Yeah, I'll give it. Now you're, you're really making uh, me think that I've, I might have scored this way too high. Ooh, uh, I look at other movies that I gave a three. I need to check it out. Yeah. I would uh, never uh, watch this again. Yeah. Um, two. <laughs> two. Two. All it's right. not good. Avoid it. Don't ever like watch it. It all kind of evened out, but a lot of variability on this one. Oh, yeah. Big, big range. Vari- variance right. is high. God. The Fantasia right. comment is good. I can't believe it's that much older than this trash. Hmm. Um, do we have love it or hate it? <laughs> yeah. Hit it, Kyle. Okay. What do you guys want first? I mean, it needs to be unanimous. So if you don't agree, agree. Ooh, debate. This is when it starts. This is love this it. is the real podcast. Big brother, baby. Love. Big podcast. Love it. All you need is love. Love it. Love it. Do it. I want to leave this one on some hate. Okay. <laughs> this love it comes from my guy, Cheshire Cat. September 2013, my favorite up to now. Until now, this is the best film which I have ever seen. It contains almost everything that interests me. Friendship, humor, science, the world, and peace. It maybe looks like Alice in Wonderland, yet certainly goes deeper in your heart. Perhaps it's perhaps it is the function of music. Although I'm not a fan of the Beatles, 
I'm quite impressed by the songs in this film. Unlike other films that talk about perceptions, this one doesn't make your head burst with gloomy thoughts after watching it. Instead, the little jokes in it make it a pleasant thing to think, just like many other British films. I feel I am in a boat on a river with tangerine trees and marmalade skies now. 10 out of 10. Wow. The best film they've ever seen? God. And their name was Cheshire Cat? Mm Mm-hmm. That's strange. They even said it was better than Alice in Wonderland. I feel like an Alice in Wonderland superfan would be offended by that. (laughs) All right, let's hate it. Time. Ugh, to hate it. This comes from Cal. October 31st. Spooky. 2018. Cal says... I didn't believe in magic till I saw this movie again after so many years. At that time, I and most everyone were under the spell of the Beatles. Now the spell is broken. And like the boy in the Emperor's New Clothes fable, I can see it for what it really is. So poor. Practically no plot worth speaking of. Dreadfully animated. It's awful. It's boring. You want more entertainment. Throw your money in the street instead. For old time's sake, I give it a half a star. Strange, though. Looking at most other reviews, lots of folk are still spellbound. Wow. A half. That's it. All right. Dang. Dude, I gotta... I gotta... I gotta redact my score, man. I'm looking... I'm looking at my other ratings... And, like, I also gave Steel Sharks a three, and I would much rather watch Steel Sharks over this again. Oh, well, me too, but that doesn't make it... I would also watch Deep Shock over this again, but I gave Deep Shock a two, but... I um, don't think I would. No. uh, I'm gonna... I gotta move mine down to, like, a two-five. Two-five? Yeah. I just... I... Crash Dive and Countermeasures are at a 2.99 and Dark Descent's at 2.75. So. I would watch Dark Descent right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that's what I was like. Yeah, I'd, walk dark, I'd watch Dark Descent again. because In fact, probably just switch all of my scores like around, you know? Yeah. <laughs> just inverse all my scores. Stinger. Right. I'd like that. <laughs> 10 out of 10. Operation Petticoat get, goes to a 2. Subferatu a foot long. Wow. Hey. <laughs> All right, here's what's disgusting, though. Jamie, Brom, you gave Limpet a one. I hate that Wait, movie. I, gave, I gave it a one? <laughs> no. That's Jamie, sinful. You gave it, That's sinful. Jamie, Brom gave it a one. You gave it a four. Right. I gave it a six, two, five. And then Zach gave it a nine, five. Fuck yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can definitely right answer that shit. That might be one of my favorite reviews, though, from Brom. I know this is totally sidetracked, but remember when you're like, I thought this was going to be a tale about like redemption and he realized that he loved his wife and he <laughs> yeah. become a human. Like, he could, I couldn't have been more. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. I forgot about God, that. That would be so good. He just he really liked having sex with fish. Like he was in love with yeah. that other fish. Anyways, uh, should I get some trivia? Let's do it. Yeah. So basically the story behind this movie is that they had, they were under, under contract for three films. They had actually made another film called Magical Mystery Tour, which I'm not sure 
was under that contract. Uh, but you know, th- this was basically to get out of their contract. Uh, they needed to do a third film with United Artists, and they felt like an animated film was a good way to get through that because they didn't. They'd already had an animated TV show, and they didn't voice the characters there. Here, you know, they wouldn't voice it; they just would come in at the end or whatever. And they met with everyone, and they they made all the choices on songs and stuff like that. And then they end up liking what they were seeing so much that they did that end and actually like performed a song uh, for the movie. And then they actually did another movie after this, so they had such a good experience that they turned around and actually still did one more movie um, after this guy. Um, kind of the interesting thing about it. So uh, Peter Batten voiced George Harrison, but went uncredited. And uh, Paul Angelis is also uh, credited with voicing George Harrison. That's because Peter Batten halfway through recording uh, was discovered to be a deserter from the British army uh, from World War II. And he was arrested. And so Angelis had to take over uh, the role and uh and voice um george Harrison and ringo and also the chief blue meanie in that one also young and old young slash old fred was uh voiced by lance percival and he actually voiced paul and ringo in the previous uh cartoon series the beatles hmm. so that seemed pretty cool oh yeah and then we were talking about the animation a little bit and they said how this was done uh, in a style called limited animation. So, like, when you see the people who are dropping the apples and stuff like that, they drop the apples and there's, like, an apple would appear back in their hands and they drop the apple. And so limited animation is kind of that repeat use of just a very few frames of animation uh, in order to produce something larger. And it ended up – it paved the way for things like Monty uh, Python's Flying Circus and stuff like that. So this was before that. And the Schoolhouse Rock is within that. And then things like Sesame Street and Electric Company also – uh, fit the profile of uh, limited animation. Cool. And it was supposed to, it's kind of the opposite or contrasts with uh, Walt Disney and how they do animation. Now, the was there any significance to the apples or is that like a shout out because this was produced by yeah, so that was Apple? The Beatles Obviously different than like the Apple we know today, yeah. I would think. And yeah, no, that was um, the Beatles, that was the Beatles company. So, okay. That that's, was like a little, okay, that's little reference. What if you went back in time and told someone to invest in Apple, but they invested in the animation company instead? <laughs> like, really? You think this movie's going to explode? <laughs> this guy said he had some thing that he could talk to and would answer all his questions. Yeah. So then, uh, in addition to the title song, Yellow Submarine, uh, so there were several uh, previously unreleased uh, songs included in this, four previously unreleased. Uh, I'm actually reading five here, so maybe it was five. But they were all together now. Uh, it's all too much. Baby, you're a rich man. Only a northern song, and then Hey Bulldog, and Hey Bulldog was actually cut for the U.S. release. Uh, it had been really? the original European release, but then they didn't. They felt it was too anticlimactic for a U.S. release, and that U.S. audiences were more easily bored. So they got rid of Hey Bulldog as a final um, song, and it was re it was re put in in uh, in the reissue in 1999. That must be the the version we saw because we obviously saw Hey Bulldog as part of it. And then, yeah, very well regarded. Uh, the only other thing that I kind of thought was funny was, oh, no, then they had a, they had a whole scrapped remake. So in 2009, uh, Robert Zemeckis was under contract to make a remake of this, uh, like a computer animated remake, kind of like what he did with uh, Polar Express and stuff like that. And it was supposed to be kind of in line with the 2012 Summer Olympics. Um and then it kind of all fell apart. And eventually he was trying to shop it around. But by the time the Olympics rolled around, uh, 
and he still hadn't had a deal. So the Mechas kind of lost interest. And so it probably won't be made. And yeah, the only other kind of funny thing I saw was there was a professional wrestler called the Blue Meanie. Oh, that yeah. Very, I remember the Blue very, Meanie. He's from yeah, the 90s, briefly, the Attitude Era. Yeah, he very briefly in, in WWE. Mm-hmm. Um, but otherwise seems to be an independent uh, wrestler of sorts. Nowadays, at least. Um, and that's pretty much all I got. I actually, you know what I just realized? I didn't do Phantom Zone. So I'm going to I'm going to try to do it while you guys are talking after this, but I didn't I just like plum forgot. Oh my god, to do. Jimmy. I know. And this would be a hard I one too. I need my I need my I computer program. So. And I didn't do it. I didn't run my computer program. Wow. Oh my god. Well, if you can't figure it out, you can always redeem yourself on next week's episode and we'll let you do it. Yeah, there. I mean I mean I guess you can't blame me though cuz the real problem was like and Ed Harris he called me up this afternoon, obviously. We're good pals. Yeah. And he said I, I just need to discuss some life altering, uh, you know, plans, potential plans with you. And so we discussed, I mean, I think, I guess he's up to direct star and write a remake of Yellow Submarine. And he was really hashing it out with me. He knew since I have this, we are on this podcast that, uh, that I, you know, had a lot of thoughts and stuff like that. So I spent most of the afternoon talking with him about that, um, on the phone. And then of course he came over and it was the whole thing, like, I uh, need to help apply the grease. And, and, you know, it's it's just a whole big thing that he has me do. It's a routine that we go through every Thursday. Sounds like it. Mm-hmm. It's pretty intense. Um, but, yeah, and then does anyone want to do trivia? There's some Beatles trivia. Yes. Beatles songs. Yeah, let's do it. 200, 400, 600, 800, 1,000. Uh, Zach, you came in lowest. Okay. So yeah. you are going to be going first. 200, 400, 600, 800,000. Give me – 600. 600. Today, we're all living in a yellow submarine. And that was like a that was like one of those ones, that, like a picture clue, and it showed like a uh, that people on a Santa Monica pier. But they said the Beatles found this colorful body of water in this song, in the song. So, what song did the Beatles find? Or sorry, in in Yellow Submarine, they find what colorful okay. body, body of water? Dun, dun, dun. Oh, it's part of the movie. Um, um, am I guessing a color? Well, so... I think you're, you're guessing the body of water, right? Yeah, a body of water that the Beatles found in the, yellow, in the song Yellow Submarine. Oh, man, I wasn't paying attention that much. So I'm, A colorful uh, body of water. So my, So it is a color. Orange River? I don't know. Not orange river. I don't know. know. Kyle's got it. Is it the sea of science? It is not the sea of science. It's a colorful body of water. Oh, the Tangerine River or whatever? It's not the Tangerine River. How are you guys not remembering this? (laughs) I literally just recapped it. (laughs) They he they find it in the sea of holes where they then find they're looking for a colorful body of water and then they find it. Jamie, Jamie, are you saying soul? Or hole, <laughs> hole. <laughs> okay. okay, guys, that's crazy. You guys didn't get that. It's a sea of green. Remember, they got jump in the hole, and all the green spreads out from them. And like five that. seconds ago, I was recapping, and I said sea of green like a thousand. <laughs> did you times. know? And you just didn't say anything, or did you? No, know? I didn't. I didn't know. <laughs> wow. Okay, <laughs> Kyle, you're up new. next. Two, two hundred, four hundred, eight hundred, or a thousand. Uh, go ahead and let's go four hundred. 
Sounds like they're going to be for difficult. For Paul McCartney, this Beatles song title will become true on June 18th, 2006. Oh, shoot. What is it? It's the one. It's the 64 one. Um, when I'm 64. Boom. Kyle's okay. got it. All right. All right. 200, 800, or 1,000, bro. Let's go 800. Let me hear your balalaikas ringing out. Come and keep your comrade warm here. The title of a 68 song. Let me hear your bala like us ringing out. Come and keep your comrade warm here. The USSR. Yes. But, I mean, yes. The title of the song, though, would be? I was uh, back in the USSR. Yes, correct. All right. <laughs> All right. You're going to have to buzz in because you got three, we got three of you. So 200 or 1,000. Uh, who wants to pick? Zach, you can pick. 200 or 1,000. 200, 200, 200. 200. Okay, you got to buzz in and say your name to buzz in. Originally, this title woman was called Miss Daisy Hawkins, but that didn't sound lonely enough. Buzz Zach. Buzz Kyle. Oh, oh I didn't know that was a buzzer. It's a, yeah, it's a buzzer one. Sorry. And Zach's got it. Can you repeat the question, please? Oh, my God. <laughs> Originally, this title woman was called Miss Daisy Hawkins, but that didn't sound lonely enough. Yeah, Lucy, right? Nope. nope. Oh my buzz, Kyle, 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 buzz. Go ahead, Kyle. Eleanor Rigby? Yes. Oh. And then a thousand gonna get buzzing in saying and this is a big one because I believe that puts Kyle just two hundred behind Brom. Thousand. He's as blind as he can be, just sees what he wants to see. Kyle. What is it? The nowhere man. Correct. Nowhere man. Kyle got it. All right. Now, Dude, guys. I did that. Not I watched bad. this even wasn't on drugs, and I could figure that out, guys. All right. So I am going to be going nuts on Phantom Zone. So you guys take over the show. All right. Jamie, sit back. Shut your camera off. Just kidding. Don't do that. All right. I'm up in Jamie with this Phantom Zone. Oh. You do wait. it. Was there a uh, was there a submarine in for your eyes only? That's what I'm looking up right now. <laughs> for your eyes only. It might for be super easy. For your eyes only. I'm looking it up. I got. I've got it right here. Wow. It doesn't. It actually doesn't matter because I could. Oh no no. Yeah, we need something. There is. What for, your there eyes, is? for your eyes only. Yep. The two going. Uh, two go. Uh, I have a quote from the, the synopsis. The two go there in the father's mini submarine and find the St. George's. So. Okay, hit the hit the phantom zone. Engage the phantom. Phantom's engaged. All right, so Paul Angelis, he was Ringo Starr, Chief Blue Meanie, etc., etc., in the Beatles Yellow Submarine. For your eye, he was also Cara George in For Your Eyes Only, which featured uh, pretty much like a whole mess of. Uh, Bond uh, characters, Desmond Llewellyn included, which we've seen in a movie we've done for this, that then I can swim right over to Phantom. No big deal. And Ed Harris will be happy to hear this because I know he was very apologetic on the phone about not allowing me to get to Phantom Zone this afternoon. Wow. Yeah. 
I didn't think it was going to be that easy, honestly. I also did not because I clicked one thing and me and Brown both found it at the same time because it was obvious the first person basically had something that seemed obvious. The Bond films wow. are a gold mine. Dang. That's crazy. Alrighty. Okay. I for went for I have foregone uh, subs worldwide for this episode, but instead I have a a little bit of submarine news that are going to be fun here. It's happened in the last few days. This article is on Yahoo News from Robert Snell of the Detroit News from Monday, March 1st, 2021. Titled, Scuba Steve in Deep Loses Submarine After Plea to Drug Smuggling Across the Detroit River. Oh. Um... Pretty exciting stuff here. A guy was caught. His name is Glenn Musau. Not sure if I'm saying that correctly. He's a Canadian guy who has a quote-unquote James Bond-style submarine that he has been using to smuggle drugs underneath the Detroit River. And I looked up this thing because what's it called? It's a a Seabob jet. And so basically... I'm trying to remember which Bond movie we watched. Maybe it was from Russia with Love. Is that where there's the big underwater battle? Is that the one? No. That's a totally different one. Thunderball, maybe? Did yeah, you watch maybe. that? Okay. I don't know. Um, <laughs> we haven't? I don't even know then. One of the Bond movies we've watched um, with Blofeld. We've watched a couple with Blofeld. Uh, God, the diamonds. so bad. That's the Diamonds one. Diamonds uh, Forever? Yes. Okay, so in that one, there's a giant underwater battle scene. All these people are, like, hugging onto these things that look like underwater jet skis, and you, like, move around, and then they start shooting each other with harpoons. That's what these things are. They're basically, like, underwater jet skis. Not necessarily a submarine, but it's subaquatic. So I was like, ah, this is close enough for us. But anyway, this guy has been smuggling drugs in and out of Canada, into Detroit, and apparently he's pretty darn good at it. It looks like that... Drug kingpins and whatnot have been trying to recruit this guy to, like, make him their own guy, make him just theirs, because apparently he's, I don't know how drug running works, maybe contracted out or whatever. You say, hey, I got to go get some stuff. Well, hey, I know a guy that can do it. He's got an underwater jet ski, submarine type thing. Anyways, he was arrested. Uh, U.S. Coast Guard caught him, and I think he had, what is it? How many pounds of marijuana did he have on him? 265 pounds of marijuana on him. Uh, he was unconscious, tethered to the marijuana and underwater, which is amazing um, that he's even alive. He pleaded guilty. I think that's kind of equivalent of being caught red-handed. Uh, and although I can't judge, I guess, I don't know. I, I don't know the whole situation, but anyways, he's got about, what's he got here? I saw it was like six years. I think it's about six years in, uh, in prison for running drugs. So exciting stuff. It was exciting. Um, maybe, if we need any other news, that, or do you want to, does anyone else have anything to say about it? Do you have more? No, that's, uh, there's an article that came out about two hours ago from a Texas based company, but I have not had 
time to read it. So mm-hmm. I don't really, I can't speculate on it. We can talk about that next week. I wonder if we could get, because I don't know, this isn't a, this news article isn't going to become a movie, right? The one about the Detroit River. But I feel like narco subs are like everywhere. In like they're movies big right now. Narco yeah, subs are. They're big. And this is a narco sub. I mean, like, kind of an interesting angle on a narco sub, right? Kind of. I don't know if you would technically like consider this a sub though, right? I mean, not mm-hmm. for our, you know, it is what it is. Well, no, I was going to say there's a there's a new trailer that came out for a submarine film. It's called Buoyancy, and it's a fictionalized version of that uh, that uh, news article that we I think was going on when we first started this podcast. The one about that mm, uh, Pablo weirdo. In, no, the weirdo no, inventor the guy. The oh, weirdo guy inventor. Who the news reporter. Yeah. Right. It's called Buoyancy, and it stars Rebecca Finch, Michael Wagner, Portia Borov, and Simon Reese Jones. And yeah, I guess they had a trailer for it, and it comes out. It came out, I think, yesterday on VOD. Really? Hmm. Well, we'll have to check it that said, one out. It said March second comes out. I'm looking at it. It doesn't look very good. So, <laughs> right up my alley. Awesome. Hmm. Buoyancy. We got a couple submarine movies coming out. We got all kinds of stuff. This will go on. This podcast can go forever. Ever, yeah. Ever and ever. Got another never James stop. Bond. Got Jungle never Cruise. stop. No matter what people want, we will never stop. <laughs> Zach looks enthused. <laughs> exactly. Wait, I'm looking at a totally different movie called Buoyancy. How'd you spell this it? Description Kyle? says. 14-year-old Chakra is sold as a slave laborer to the captain of a Thai fishing vessel. The captain's rule on board is cruel and arbitrary. Uh, that is not the on, same film, I would imagine. Based on the life of Kyle Smith. Sorry, I said your full yeah. name. Am I allowed to do that? Well, you did. Hmm. What's next? That's been said What's, before. What the hell's next? <laughs> <laughs> You know what's next. Uh, hold on. I got to say it. Brom, you got anything for us? I do. Hit me with it. Tube three ready to fire, sir. Commence the countdown. Give it to me. Let's go. It always gets you fired up. Um, I guess I can start with a little bit of news because uh, it segues into my conversation with you guys tonight on my countdown. But news-wise, next week we will be diving deep inside Ralphie from the Magic School Bus. Uh, one of the very first um, topics we talked about on uh, on the podcast, I think within the first 10 episodes, we, we talked about the Magic School Bus um, and the, the opportunities therein um, to do a recap of one of the episodes. Uh, so we're doing it. And we got a Magic School Bus super fan that is going to be joining us as the first female co-host, guest host of Submersion. Uh, as a YouTube channel, Amber Court ASMR. Uh, Courtney is her name. She's going to be uh, joining us. And I was talking with her last night in preparation of uh, that uh, next week, but also shared that I was working on my countdown. And I made her into a Beatles fan overnight because I feel that the Beatles are the greatest band of all time. They aren't my favorite band, but I think just how omnipresent they are I feel like they are the greatest, they're the biggest band of all time. Just They have so many dang hits. 
um, chart toppers, and I think second place has got to be dozens of, of songs behind them uh, in terms of, of, of hit songs that uh, have topped the charts. Um, so tonight I'm counting down my top five Beatles songs um, and I had to do a lot of research, which is where my conversation came about uh, last night. Uh, but in sharing my favorites with her, she became a, a Beatles fan. She was she was in that crowd of like, eh, I think the Beatles are overrated and don't really like the Beatles. I'm like, well, there's really a lot of different stuff to choose from with the Beatles. And if you only hear the radio-friendly stuff, um, you're going to have a distorted view of what all the Beatles were capable of. They've got such incredible range. They've, uh, they've hit all the different notes over the years. Um, and there's really something for everybody. Um, and that is what I'm going to illuminate with my top five here. So Kyle has got some clips. He's going to play them for Ooh. me after I introduce the song and give some information about it. Uh, but we're starting uh, top five here with number five. This is one of the more dancier bubblegum pop songs, which typically isn't my thing, but I just love this song. Uh, it really gets me going, and I like the uh, the theming of it, too. I, I think it's a very romantic uh, story being told here. Uh, number five is I Saw Her Standing There, released March 1963, written by Paul McCartney and John Lennon. I love to dance. Uh, weddings, I, I, I'm always on the dance floor. i got to get a little, little liquid courage in me, but the thought of seeing a girl across the dance floor, taking her hand and immediately falling in love, I love the story here. Take it away, Kyle. Audio quality terrible, so yeah. go listen to it yourself. <laughs> really? Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> very, very uh, instrument heavy. Uh, yes. Audio, Sounds like right it was there. like a mono channel. Never, I never heard, heard it. it. Never heard it. What? <laughs> You're lying. I don't know that I have either. It sounds Are like you guys kidding me. No, I'm not. I swear, I'm Jamie, not. you've heard it, right? <laughs> You've heard, you've seen, yeah. you've heard that song already. Okay, thank God. Uh, number four with another. Yeah, uh, number four. Uh, still on a little bit more of the uh, upbeat and lighthearted side of the Beatles uh, is "We Can Work It Out," released. Uh, December 1965, written by Paul McCartney and John Lennon okay. again. A uh, little fun fact about this one. John Lennon told Playboy in 1980, and we can work it out. Paul did the first half. I did the middle eight. But you've got Paul writing, we can work it out, we can work it out. Real optimistic, you know, and me impatient. Life is very short, and there's no time for fussing and fighting, my friend. So he, got, he brought some of the more macabre elements to it, and uh, Paul McCartney brought more of the upbeat motif to it. Do you have something there, Zach? God, do you know this song? I mean, not not if I... I don't know these off the top of my head at all. Okay. So, like you know said, this, I've never you know really listened song. to the Beatles a whole lot. Play it. Try to see
Thank you. That one sounded much better. Oh, I turned the volume down on my uh, soundboard, and I think that was probably what overloaded the first one. Oh, okay. Well, we got it. We got it cleaned up for some of the more important ones here. Uh, number three, where we take a big turn into where I really fall in love with the Beatles as they get into some of the, their heavier stuff. Uh, number three is "I Want You," also known as "She's So Heavy," released in 1969 and written by Paul McCartney and John Lennon. Once again, this has really got that blues rock and even a little bit of hint of metal at the end of the song. Uh, feels a bit like The Doors, uh, who launched only a few years prior to it, and I feel it even helped inspire the sounds of Led Zeppelin and Black Sabbath, who both formed in 1968. The clip comes from the bluesy front half of the song. Take it away, Kyle. Okay, now that, I really dig that vibe because I'm a big fan of like the Black Keys and stuff. And that is definitely, I can see there's a lot of influence in their music from like a song like that. Mm hmm. I was, uh, I was even getting like some grunge vibes from it um, at the end of the song. Made me think of Alice in Chains at a few different, uh, different points, but I've always yeah. really loved that song. That's one I don't know very well. I, don't, I didn't know that one. All right. Well, that's forgivable. It's definitely one of their deeper tracks, although not many tracks can deep be tracks. called deep no hits. from the Beatles. <laughs> I said no well, hits. Dave Matthews Band. <laughs> More <laughs> office quotes from, from Zach. Uh, that's at the roller rink, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, number two was featured in Yellow Submarine. It's Eleanor Rigby, released in ah. 1966, written by Paul McCartney with a string octet composition by George Martin, sometimes called the Fifth Beatle. Um, this song broke that bubblegum pop image of the Beatles in my mind. It tells uh, the morbid tale of a young woman who dreams of her ideal wedding and keeps a jar of makeup by the door, but ultimately must be too self-involved or ungrateful to find love, dying childless and alone with no attendees at her funeral. Take her away, Kyle. up the rice in the church where a wedding is being lives in a dream waits at the window wearing the face that she keeps in a jar by the door who is it for all the lonely people where do they all come from now that I've I heard, say, I fantastic not, song. Yeah, I did not know George R. R. Martin was like part of the Beatles. Me neither. <laughs> no, that's a fact. Yeah, it's crazy. Different George Martin. What? Um, sorry. Uh, but for uh, listeners, if you guys ever, ever get to watch us on uh, Twitch, you could have seen Zach do some impressionist uh, finger dancing there. Did you, it told uh, a story at the end. It did mm -hmm. tell a story. <laughs> it did. It almost made me cry. <laughs> 
number one, though, this is a top five song overall for me. I love this this song. It is "While My Guitar Gently Weeps," released in November of 1968. Uh, this was written by George Harrison. Um, so the guitarist, lead guitarist of the Beatles, uh, after studying transcendental meditation in India. George was reading, this is a really interesting fact, I had to pull this directly from uh, Wikipedia, I was going to say something else about it off the cuff, but I found this fact really interesting. He was reading the book I Ching, which illuminated the Eastern way of thinking that all things happen for a reason and all things are relative to everything else. Embracing this idea of relativism, he committed to writing a song based on the first words he saw upon opening a book, which happened to be Gently Weeps. Eric Clapton provided guitar support, and in retrospect, Rolling Stone has rated this uh, the seventh greatest guitar song of all time. Take her away, Kyle. More of that bluesy, hard rock element of the Beatles. Yeah, definitely. But those are my top five Beatles songs of all time. I knew one. <sighs> what do you think the What do you think the number one song all time is? Because I know you. For anything, you damn well know that Rolling Stone hasn't heard Daryl Pandy. We know that they don't know who that it's is. It's that or YMCA. I don't know. Kyle Kyle plays a song every week at bowling that is Silhouette, pretty like amazing. Kenny G. Yeah. That's a good song. It's number one in my book. Dude, love can't turn me around every day, all day. That's all you need. I don't know if I've ever played that for Jimmy. Oh, my God. <laughs> It'll change his yes, life. Yes, it will. Yeah. All um, right. Zach. Zach. Who? Zach. 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 Oh, he's getting ready for the ASMR episode next week. Yes. <laughs> oh, goodness. Do, 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 do. Zach Facts, it's Zach Facts. When you're going down, get some Zach Facts. When you're going down. All right, over under, hit it. Brown's always the one who calls it. Got a lot of source material here. Although I didn't hear much from Zach today. I don't know if he had the time. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with my stand kind of standard 3.5. I think I'm going over. You guys like the over? Yeah, I was thinking four as well. I'm going to go over. Wow. Ooh. None. Should we change it then? Should we yeah, change I it? Say. Yeah, that, that could really Make screw us 4. here. Make it 4.5, see what that does. That's where I was thinking, but then again, I didn't hear from Zach at all. I didn't even know if he was going to be on. I, what's funny is I think I would go down, and I think a bunch of people would go lower. Hit that sweet, sweet four. Uh, it's hard to say. That delectable four. Three, two, one. Give your guesses. 
Four. Four. Oh, I thought you said five. four point five. So now nah, I right, fucking sorry. All right. No, the over under was three point five. Okay, we all okay, went okay, over. Okay. <sighs> all right. Fact number one. To make sure the film had the right effect, director George Dunning gave out complimentary LSD before a pre-screening. However, it got mixed up in the mail and was accidentally sent to the premiere of the 1968 movie Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. I don't remember my hey, parents made me watch that bang, movie bang, when I was a kid. Bang, bang, Every bang, kid's bang. parents made him watch that shit. Bang. It's like, oh. why? why? It's yep. like, what is this movie? It is a weird movie. Yeah. Crazy. Super weird. It was a flying I, car, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be good for our flying car season. I can't wait to watch Herbie. That'll be great. Wait, was it was Herbie fully loaded at that point, or just half loaded? I can't remember. I actually never saw it. <laughs> what the heck's the movie with Tim Arnold where they he kidnaps the people in the minivan? Batman and Robin. Car Carpool. flies in that one. Carpool. Carpool. Uh. What well, car they launch it? I mean, it's a good launch. It's pretty impressive. All right, so that was one. What do we get? Number two. Fact, fact number two. Due to the success of Yellow Submarine, the Monkees released a movie titled Planet of the Yellow Monkeys, but then it, it didn't quite make the peel. Oh. <laughs> I'm not sure I understand. Guy. That didn't make the peel? Kind of like cut. You cut a banana, though. You Dude, you're, supposed to, you're supposed to, when you do the puns, you're supposed to do it in your... Uh, uh, due to the success of Yellow Submarine, the monkeys released a movie titled Planet of the Yellow <laughs> Monkeys. <laughs> it continues to get worse. But it didn't quite make the peel. It's falling apart. It's falling apart. That's good. I like Tap that. After 10. Seven At the ten. beginning? Oh, my God. <laughs> it was great. I mean, I'm still enjoying it. It's quite great. Fact number three, Paul McCartney says a secret sequel was made, but it won't release until 2068. All right, fine. Here's the plot. It's the same movie, but it's played backwards. Oh. Mm. He thought it would be funny. I could see that. Yeah, a little prankster. Uh, I'm Paul McCartney. <laughs> <laughs> that's really the John Lennon voice. <laughs> it all blends that's in. Not, that's not Paul. Fact number four. PBS took inspiration to make a kid-friendly animated special for schools to teach an important life lesson. It was titled, PBS Presents Yellow Snow. (laughs) That's greasy, man. It's it's piss. That was good. That was Oh, is that what it is? Interesting. That was a creative one. I like that one. Thank you. Thank you. And that's it. That's it. Oh, you got win. We're all winners. We're all winners. We did it. We did it. We all went with the over. Wow. Four. Last one was a Zach original. Fact. That was. So it's true. So. Oh, I see. Amazing. Well, be sure to tune in next week. Amber Court ASMR and these sexy guys. Yeah. Don't eat yellow snow. First female guest host. And we're all going to learn what ASMR is. Make sure you come back. 
Thank you for listening to Submersion. Don't forget to subscribe for new episodes every Thursday. If you like what you heard, please leave us a rating wherever you listen. Want to interact with us? Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We also love to get messages from all of you. If you have a suggestion, a comment, or just anything you'd like to share, please email us at maceaststudios at gmail.com. 